This session of ADHD contains graphic descriptions of violence, gore, or sexual themes. Listener discretion is advised. And as always, we hope you enjoy. Welcome to Adventuring Dimwits and Hyperactive Dragons, aka ADHD and D, a real play tabletop podcast that uses D&D 5e to tell a story and mess around a bit. I'm Orion the DM, and we're back from a nine-week break in the main campaign. Hope you enjoyed the Prayer Squad as much as we enjoyed running it, and hope you enjoyed Theron's little backstory that we did. Now it's time to bring Theron and Haskell back together, your two favorite rogues played by Brett and Jackie, and all their adventures. Oh, and Gideon, played by Carson, is there as well. Today's episode is divided into two parts. Our party arrives back into Durga after their last little mission, and they go their separate ways to talk to some friends and gather some information. For the first part, Haskell and Theron go back to the Rogues Guild to talk to Heggy. And then in the second part, Gideon heads off to talk to Airfolg, the golden-armored dragonborn High General of Durga. Hope you enjoy! <laughs> <laughs> stuff on recording yeah like, uh, i'm recording i hate we missed it see now i can keep it not so close to my face and i it'll be fine i'm such a fucking <laughs> idiot <laughs> Man, you sound really echoey listen oh, guys ridiculous. i'm not just a pretty face i'm also a dumbass <laughs> <laughs> oh, double threat geez. double threat <laughs> dumbass and pretty <laughs> Bet Let's... you didn't see that one coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a good way to start this. Oh, I do wish I would have gotten that reco- on recording, though. Oh, it's so sad. It's we so don't sad. Talk about it. Uh, <laughs> we don't talk about Jackie had their microphone yeah. backwards, uh, <laughs> and I couldn't figure it out. It's because I can't tell unless I take off the little spongy thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. If you got the little spongy like yeah. That does make mm-hmm. it a little difficult. My my snowball microphone whatever doesn't have a spongy thing. It's just sitting here. Like it's the red light is facing me. That means it's the mm-hmm. right way. All right. So no Carson tonight. Yeah, what are we doing? Well, that is up to you guys, like I said earlier. Um I had some stuff planned for you guys, but like I said, it could literally be Haskell and Theron going to the Thieves Rogues Guild, and Gideon going off to talk to Airfog by himself. Mm-hmm. So, that's gonna be... I mean, like, we could do that. I don't know how much time that would actually take. Yeah. Because I don't... I have a little bit of info that, like... I want to give to you guys via the Rogues Guild. Like, you guys are coming back after, like, over a month of being gone, so there's some stuff that's, like... God, that's so long. Like, that is so long, yeah. Like, yeah, like, you got... It took you... Especially we were so active. <laughs> it took you a week to get to Eleron, and then you still had to get up to Eniston, which takes about three to four days, and then... Like, another couple... Yeah, so it took two weeks to get up there, and then it took, like, two weeks to get back. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I mean... Damn. It it wasn't like you guys were sitting around, either. Like, (laughs) that could have been a lot longer trip if you would have just been like, oh, no, we're gonna chill out here for a couple days. It could have been two, three months. I had originally planned for this continent to take, I think, six to twelve months to get from north to south. Like, just going straight like it was going to be a large large area yeah 
<clears throat> but I've kind of, I've kind of, I still ha- think it's pretty large, but it's still not, it's not as large as I had originally mm-hmm. planned. But anyways, yeah, so we can do that if you want to, or we could just jump into something else. I mean, like I said, it's literally going to be, if we do it, it would just be you guys going to the Rogues Guild, meeting up with Heggy, who probably has some info for mm-hmm. both of you that they picked up. Oh, and uh, she has Theron's clothing back from Marnie, yeah. finally. Oh, yeah. So. His clothing that's probably <laughs> out of style now. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, it's been a month. <laughs> it's not even what he wants anymore. It's- it's actually been like I think it's been like two months oh, since God. you sent it to Marnie. <laughs> yeah. Well, the because what was it? It was the swamp after the swamp. Yeah. No, I'm definitely gonna yeah. have to handle that scene that way. Okay. I, oh God. Yeah. Let's see that want. then. Let's, let's start I used to wear that. this. <laughs> 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 okay. So we'll do that. So <clears throat> you guys scouted out this this place up north. You had your little campfire conversation where Theron was paranoid as hell. Um, uh-huh. It, and so then dramatic. you... Fuck. <laughs> so dramatic. And uh, <laughs> you then traveled together for two weeks on the main road down to, like, from where you were down straight to Durga. You didn't go past Anastan, you didn't go past Elrond, because this time you were on the other side of the river. Mm-hmm. So you just like it was it's more of a this whole route has like small little sheep villages and like small little farming villages, but nothing major. Um, It's a heavily traveled route by caravan. So you might have even passed a caravan or two. There might have been a tabaxi in one of them. Who knows at this point? Um, (laughs) Who knows about Cass yeah. anymore? He's he was almost certainly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm sure he was, yeah, at some point. Yeah, somewhere. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna, if we ever get to Cass, I'm just gonna have him traveling in the same villages that you guys were in at the same time. Like, he'll see you guys in the background, <laughs> but that'll be yeah. it from, like, the main campaign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you guys, you guys get back. You see the city of Durgus, like on the savanna in front of you. You actually didn't come this way before, so you never seen the city how it like just appears on the edge of the savanna, mm-hmm. and you can actually like see the massive ziggurat and the massive coliseums and everything from quite a distance. And it takes the better part of a couple hours, like three to four hours, still to make it into the city from that point. Um. You travel into the city, and Gideon looks at you, and he probably says something like, I need to go talk to Airfog, or something like that, you know. Um, doesn't matter. Spot on impression. Theron wasn't listening. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't oh, matter. Theron's already, like, Theron's actually walked off and has started to get, like, I don't know, churros or something from yeah. one of the street vendors. <laughs> yeah, that's even better. Uh, Theron's not there when he says it. <laughs> Theron's not there. Theron shows back up Pascal- with Hoss and doesn't even ask them where Gideon is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alright, what are we doing now? <laughs> um, I feel like you guys, your first stop is gonna be the Rogues Guild because you don't have rooms anywhere anymore. You could go oh, yeah. back to the three vamps if you want to, but you don't 
you don't have to. And since your immediate plan is to head to Lusden, after Gideon gives out this information, maybe you guys aren't even planning on staying the night. Mm-hmm. Who knows? That's up to you. That's up to the three of you once you meet back up. So the only reason we went and did this thing that we just went and did was because Gideon wanted to, right? Yeah, uh, basically he was told by Airfall, uh-huh. hey, I don't like you in the city, but if you go do this for me, maybe I'll be a little bit more okay with it mm-hmm. type thing. But basically Airfall doesn't like the idea of having a former Commonwealth general in his city. Yeah, listen, I get it. When, you know, the Commonwealth is doing shit. Yeah, man. Preaching to the choir. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> So get so Gideon basically roped you two into being like, hey, let's go check this out. You know, might as well. Kind of like he did with the dragon quest mm. before. Kind of like he's done with a large part of the campaign. Um, yeah, but it's basically the only way to get there and to go do anything is like, hey, let's go do this. And you're like, oh, I don't know. And then Gideon's like, what else are you going to do? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It would have been. This whole campaign would have been way different if you guys went, eh, we're not going to go with you, Gideon. And Carson <laughs> would have just had to play Gideon going out to check out this place oh by God, himself. Could you imagine? <laughs> I don't know what he would have done. He would have been dead. <laughs> he pr- be dead he probably us. just would have walked right up. T- he would have put on his Commonwealth armor and walked right up to the camp by himself. And then who knows what would have gone on then. Oh, man. I like that he normally gets... <laughs> It's Theron to go by saying something like, what are you going to do anyway? And Theron's like, fine, but I'm going to complain the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I'm not I think like the it. only reason Theron even... <laughs> I think the only reason Theron even agreed with this is because Haas said, well, I'll go with you. And Theron was like, oh, really? Sorry, bitch. <laughs> Every time with you. It's been like three months since we recorded that, so... Uh... <laughs> yeah, it's been... God, I haven't played Theron in so long. Yeah, it's very it's weird. It's been like two months. Yeah, I was yeah. seeing that when I logged on. I, I, I was like, last... I still know his voice, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it was before Christmas, and now it's almost February. So Yeah, God. Month and a half. Ugh. So, you guys head through the streets that you are familiar with at this point. I mean, you lived here for a few months, basically. Before I gotta pull up my timeline, because I'm like guessing this on off of the top of my head, like, I think you guys were here this long, and I think you guys were here this long. We were here a good while, though, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. You were, I mean, yeah, it was like, t- it was two weeks before we even did, between the the episodes, when you guys first entered the city. Uh-huh. So it was definitely not, like, a little bit of time. It was two weeks. One month in... Oh, jeez. We guys, were here, yeah, you guys we're here were... long enough to get a promotion in the Rogues Guild, so... <laughs> yeah. Two weeks, six weeks. Jeez, you were there for over two months. Nice. According to my, what I'm grasping on this thing real quick. Um, oh, that says hours, not months. Hold on. <laughs> oh, we were here two hours. I think that's a little bit different. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, it felt way longer. Haskell and Gideon got arrested about two months since you had landed on this continent. So it'd been a month in Durga, and it was a little less than a month in Yarraway. Mm, so, okay. Anyways. And Durga's home away from home, though. Love this place. Yeah, I mean, you felt right yeah, at home. By home away sure. from home, I mean new home. <laughs> though you may want to find a new place to live. I mean, a new inn to stay at, if I if I were you. But that's OOC. 
because right now it's slowly being taken over by um the followers of the we Dow. don't know oh, that no, <laughs> you don't know that ooc okay yeah you don't know that but but it is it'll be fun if we oh, go there. Goodness. um it's okay i don't have to take care of that <laughs> but if you remember the three vamps is owned and run by Earth Genasi, and Earth Genasi are like the closest thing to like just natural followers of the Dow. And I will say, Baby Brittle Birdbones has exploited that fact. Oh gosh, <laughs> um, I'm s- and he is living there now. I'm scared for us to get close to those two characters because I feel like Haas will not be cool with it and <laughs> want to do something about it, and. That's terrifying. <laughs> Theron won't. Yeah. Like Theron yeah. or this is one time where me and Theron overlap. Theron or Brett don't want to go yeah. mix in all that <laughs> and, and try to sort all that out. Well, I don't think that Gideon out. would want to. Like, nah, just let him be I don't crazy. Think Gideon, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, they're not doing anything extremely like evil or anything. They're just following a different <laughs> they're not doing anything teaching. extremely evil. <laughs> Not outwardly evil. I mean, yeah, they murdered a whole bunch of caravan people, but Excuse that was me? that was in the wilderness, and nobody. They're knows just about like that. regular amount of evil. Okay, everybody, calm down. <laughs> All right, they're just run of the mill evil, killing caravans every now and then. It's not like they're you know extremely evil. But anyways, um, let's get back on top. Okay, <laughs> you guys head to the thieves guild, the rogues guild. Sorry. The Thieves Guild is the other guild in the city that you guys have. It ain't a part of them. Um, I wish. Posers. No, they're 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 losers. They didn't win any awards for the best rogues or you know guild guild mm-hmm. in the city. Best guild. Um, guild. <laughs> so you guys go through the secret members guild entrance and like go down to the common room of the guild. Uh, a few random people like nod to you and reach you in like a recognizable way because you've spent a good bit of time here um you don't see east anywhere she's not anywhere that you can find trying to decide if i want to deal with this or not (sighs) you see foxfire fisher sitting over by like a fireplace reading a book he glances up at you nods and then goes back to his book without really saying Mm -hmm. anything you don't see Firefox Fisher, because I don't want to talk that much. <laughs> uh, Sounds about right. But Heggy walks up to you, and she's like, Theron! Haskell! How are you two doing? It's been a while! <laughs> don't know if I can be this loud with her all the time. <laughs> this is not what I was is imagining this... Heggy's voice to be like. <laughs> so I was going to say, is this her voice? Is this the first time we've heard her speak? Yes, this is the first time we heard her speak because she, um, Orion would always just do all caps for her, yeah, or bold. It would be, yeah, she would be because she doesn't Uh yell. This is not how this is not how I've pictured it though. I did not picture it this way either. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I am only capable of doing voices so many different. No, 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 you're good. I'm just saying that's why I had to ask. We just needed a minute to. uh... I made a voice for it. Like reading it, and I was like, "Wait a second, that's not the voice he normally does." Wait, has he done a voice? Our brains had to uh, process. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll get used to it, and it'll become the text voice too. You just gotta, yeah. Okay. Just still buffering, still buffering. Um, Haskell is going to jump into Heggy's arms. <laughs> she catches you, and then just kind of swings you around for a moment. Ugh. Nice to see you too. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe I should have picked Fox for Firefox, because that would have been better. <laughs> I just, I'm, I like, I'm stunned. <laughs> Yeah, that's it's hard for me to Were think you of a... her voice to be deeper. Yes. No, not at all. <laughs> or just, just, just not my voice. <laughs> just not your voice. Yeah, honestly, that might be it. it just not your voice. <laughs> yeah, not. Your I was voice, not picturing yeah. it deeper. <laughs> I was thinking my voice actor. I'm not a voice actor. <laughs> yeah, I do my best. <laughs> I can't think of a response when she talks because I'm like, who is this imposter? <laughs> oh god! Oh god! Um, um, so, so if you two are done, uh, see, we've we've oh, Heggy, we've been on a long journey, and you see, I'm I'm very hungry, and uh, you know, at this point, I feel like I would eat anything, like even if it was oh, some of that stew. You don't have any, do you? You know, just because I'm, I'm that oh, hungry. My st- oh, my stew, Theron. Yeah, I have that. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I guess if that's all you have, you know, I'll... I'll yeah, I mean, we have more food if you want different food, Theron. I can definitely get you oh, something else. But you know me, I, d- I don't want to be any trouble. I'll just take a few thermoses of, of that. <laughs> just a few. <laughs> a few. Heggy, and Heggy hasn't put... Uh, Haskell down during No, no. She's just still Haskell's holding Haskell just, like, while talking to Theron. Heggy's body and muscles all over. <laughs> Theron has seen this happen before. He's he's used to it. He's just Unfazed. talking. Yeah. <laughs> he's just talking like Heggy isn't holding Haas like a baby. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she looks over to like one of the other people and goes, Oh, what do I want if this person... Hey, can you get Theron some tumblers of my stew, please? I, I, I don't want to be in any trouble. Just, just like, go a just like a th- three to five of them. Probably. You know. <laughs> three to five. <laughs> you should probably give him enough for a whole month. <laughs> I'll see if I can find a tumbler of holding that can hold about 500 pounds of it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's a beautiful plan. You're so smart. <laughs> yes, I mean if you must, sure, whatever. I don't, I mean I don't really care either way. <laughs> I literally just realized that I have to have Heggy give you guys all this information that I wanted to do. Congratulations, <laughs> you played <Fuck>. yourself. <laughs> Heggy's gonna be like, "Oh, about. I have all this information. I put it in a note. Read this." <laughs> guess I gotta stick to this. I was trying to think if Peggy would, like, talk quieter when she sits down with you she guys. She does. She, she carries Haskell over to a chair and sits down while still holding Haskell. Like, yeah. you don't, she, does, she doesn't even notice. Like, her breathing isn't heavy or anything. Mm-hmm. Her muscles aren't straining. She's just that. Yep. Just rock hard and sits down. Rock Theron, hard. Theron, have a seat. I have a, some things to talk to you guys about. Uh, Theron sits down and leans back in his chair and puts his feet up in another chair. Oh, uh, let me check my bag. Oh, Haas, can you get that? I can't reach it with you there. <laughs> yeah, of course. Anything for you. <laughs> they grab it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she takes the bag from you and, like, pulls out, like, three letters and then reaches further into the bag and pulls out a set of, like, a bat. Like, you know, like a parchment, like, a uh, package. It's, like, tied off with a string and everything. And she tosses it to you, Theron, and goes... Ah, yes, I think these are clothes of yours, Theron. 
Oh, those muddy ones from morning. the swamp. Oh, I forgot about that. Yes. Uh, Let's see. And he uh, undoes the, you know, the string and pulls the clothes out. Oh, those look great. Oh, God. You still wear this? Fuck. No, did it really look like this before? Oh. You think it looks great? Do you want it? What are you it? talking about? Yeah, you can, you can have it. Do you like them? He starts, like, pushing them over towards Haas. You take it seriously. Haas is going to grab them and hold them up against themselves. Oh, yes, it looks... Yeah, that would look lovely. great on you, Haas. Mm-hmm. So it's better on my bedroom floor. Ha ha ha! Oh, you. Haskell's going to slap on slap Peggy on the arm. I said, I wish you were as kinky with me as you are with Dean. I pick up all your clothes you leave on the bedroom floor. <laughs> Most don't go on the bedroom floor. They go in the laundry basket. They go in the we laundry basket. Jeez, woman. Um, <laughs> um, she goes, uh, she hands, she also, let's see, get back to where I was in my head. You were undressing Haskell. Reaches <laughs> over, undressing, undressing Haskell. In your, in uh, your she reaches yeah. over and goes, here's, here's, this letter also came for you, Theron, and Haskell, I have, well, one of these is a letter from someone named Marnie, Ooh, okay. and the other is just some info that we've gotten for you. I didn't know if you would be coming back here, so I was going to leave this at the three vamps just in case. Oh, well, I'm glad we came. You can just, like, whisper that in my ear if you want. She gets all close. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> And then yells. No, <laughs> no you can talk normally. <laughs> yeah. We prefer it. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> uh, she goes, uh, there's been someone in Lusden asking around about you. They about they know me? your name about you. They know your name and a descri- they have a description of you. Um. They, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Oh, let me see if I can remember. Haas is like what? They're not hanging on Heggy anymore. They're just kind of sitting in her lap <laughs> and like looking at the note. Yes, uh, someone in Lusden. Oh, where is that? And she like sh- sh- goes through her bag a little bit and pulls out like another note. Uh, oh, yes, named Cerise. Do you know a Cerise? They're looking for you in Lusden for some reason. I have no idea what you're talking about. Cerise, let me see that. Huh. She hands you the note. It's, it just has, like, someone's been asking around the city, and since you're now in the pay of the, mm. like, the Rogues Guild, they, like, they took note that someone had been mentioning your oh. name. And then there's, like, a little drawing of you. <laughs> it doesn't look... Yeah. It, it, does, it doesn't look... Completely like you. It looks like somebody got secondhand information and tried to draw, you know, like a police mm-hmm. sketch or something of you. So there's like some details that are off, but it is definitely a tiefling. Oh, this is all that you have. Yes, this is all we have on that. I'm not sure they're they're not offering a bounty or anything, so I don't know if they're just looking to find you for information mm-hmm. or I can find out more if you would like, though. By the time I get somebody to Lusden and back, who knows if you'll oh, still no, be no, here. Oh, no, no, that's okay. Haskell waves their hand. I think we were heading that way anyway for the library. Oh. What? Going for some good reading, huh? Yeah. Yeah, we need to do some research. Or I do. Sorry. 
they look at Theron. Yes, I won't be doing much research. Um, and he's going to slide the note over, or the letter over for him and look at it while they're talking. <laughs> Are you going to send I us our letters? I don't like this long pause. Like, I feel like you're about to say, make a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you pick up the letter? What? Here... <laughs> Just, I want to be clear. Did you? Pick I was it trying. Up? Do you want? Here's. Did you pick it up? Have you touched the letter with your <laughs> fingerprints yet? No. Um, I, I guess what I'm asking is, would you rather me not read this out loud, or do you want me to like send it to your whisper? What it says, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean it does. I'm just trying to. Decide. Well, would Theron like openly read this and then like possibly show uh, the scout? Um, we're I'm trying besties, to. I'm he shows me everything. Oh. <laughs> okay. How about this? I send it to you, Brett, in your whispers, and then you can decide if you want Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> like, not that they can't just look in your whispers. That's anyways. true. <laughs> I promise I won't, though. I'm I drunk swear. business, Jackie. <laughs> I will. I will mind my own. I'll probably do what I used to do all the time when I would talk in whispers, and I would just pop in and be like, "I can answer this question." <laughs> You're like, "What the fuck are you doing in here?" Oh, I think that confused me so much the first time you did that. This isn't Dream Team. <laughs> does um uh does the letter say anything like on the outside? It just says to Theron. Do I recognize the handwriting? Uh, yes, you would. It is your sister's handwriting. Oh, and I sent it to your whispers, which is in the archives because we don't use those whispers <laughs> anymore. But Holy still. shit! Uh, Do you have? Does Theron say that out loud? <laughs> no, Theron doesn't say anything. He seems kind of excited and opens the letter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then reads it, and like he's just staring at it, and his, his whole face goes pale, and he is not paying attention to whatever Haas and Hegg are doing anymore, and he stares at it for about 10 to 15 seconds, and then slowly folds it up and puts it back in the envelope. And just slides it into his cloak and is just still sitting there like that, staring at the table. Jackie, make an insight. <laughs> Give me one second. Yeah, you can do it in the chat if you want to. I mean, you don't need to open up the rolls. You say that after I had already had it set up. Oh, no, I didn't it's fine. Have no, it's set fine. up. So, oh, now, I ha- now I'm in the rolls. <laughs> no, so no, it's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about I'm it. Not no, it's fine. I want to think. <laughs> That's a twelve. I think you notice Theron mm-hmm. go white. Like Heggy is like talking quietly, quotation marks mm-hmm. in your ear a little bit. But yeah, you notice Theron read the letter and go white, and then okay. shuffle it away. Do you have like an actual letter from Marnie for me, or is it just like you'll just give me the cliff notes later? I was just gonna give you the okay. cliff notes. It, it's basically. I I was going to write it out, then I was like, eh. I was too excited about having to text Brett and say, hey, how would how would this do this? And it freaking the fuck out him. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, Pascal's going to take the letter and uh, give Heggy a kiss and then slip over next to Theron. I'll give you guys a minute to read those. I'll be right back. I'm going to go check Thanks, on that Hegs. stew. And Heggy gets up and walks over. She nods. I think Haskell's just staring at Theron. 
The, do you open the letter from Marnie yet, um, or do you wait? I think after seeing Theron just kind of staring blankly, um, they'll read it real quick, yeah. Yeah, I, like I said, it's basically, hey, Haas, here's your clothes back for Theron. Hope he enjoys them. Miss ya. Everything's okay in Durga for an er, in Yarway for now. Forgot where I was for a second. Forgot <laughs> where I was take for that a out second. of the letter for some reason. <laughs> Durga, I mean Yarway. You like see it crossed out. Durga. Well, I mean, <laughs> such an airhead. <laughs> Durga. Whoops. Okay. Haas will put it away, and they'll they'll respond to that an- another time. Uh, as they're putting the letter away, Theron kind of jumps a little, and uh. Puts on XO, a XO, XO on the bottom or something. Puts, <laughs> sorry. Puts on a fake smile and uh, pulls his flask out of his cloak and takes. A I swing. think Haskell folds their arms and like rolls their eyes at at the fake smile. Oh, what was was your letter from Marnie not good? No, no. What was that? Oh. Um, well, I know it's a flask, and you know you normally put like hard liquor in there, but um, oh my god, I, I just put Theron, wine in mine. Theron, this one's a red. Theron. Do you want to try it? He offers you the flask. Haskell <laughs> pushes the flask out of the way. Oh, what, awesome, what's going too. on? What do you like in regards to what? Something's wrong. Uh, well, hmm. I'm gonna. Can I roll a wisdom saving throw on myself? <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. I'm all for that. I'm all about that life. Plus three. Theron is surprisingly wise. That <laughs> does not help. It does not. <laughs> so that's an eight. Um, shit. Uh, what did Haas just ask? Sorry. <laughs> um, Haas said, like, something's wrong. They're asking what's wrong. Oh, I'm fine. Just tired, you know. Side eye. Haskell's side eyeing Theron. There and smiles. It's good to not have Gideon around for a change. God, we were with oh him for God. what a whole month. Haskell is going to like playfully push Theron, yeah, punch him. <laughs> not punch him, but like <laughs> shove him a little bit. Come on, what's, what's hey, going on? Nothing. I thought my sister You're wrote as me a letter. White as a ghost. I just thought my sister wrote me a letter, but she, she didn't. You have a sister? <laughs> I was gonna say. You have a sister. <laughs> <laughs> no ideas. <laughs> Is she hot? <laughs> oh, I didn't know you had a sister. Oh, I'm sure you did. I told you all about my family. You know, growing up poor. <laughs> did Theron actually tell them? No. Uh, maybe. I think he's mentioned that in passing. Um, something. That, he, um, he told Haas a story. About growing up, when Haas spilled their guts and told him all about uh, coming from hell, and oh, that is right. Okay, so uh, they would know that you he, have a sister. Well, he didn't mention having a sister in that story. He, oh, he okay. said right. something like his father was a jeweler, but not a good one. That the somebody was putting his dad out of business, and he grew up really poor. Mm-hmm. But he did definitely make it sound like he was an only child in the story. Oh, okay. All right. So it was in text space. Probably don't have to change anything about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it's long, so ago. long ago. It was, was very long ago. I'm yeah. doing those ones. I think I just. 
I, I was already past that when I was transcribing it, so I don't remember that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But, yeah, we were doing the original one in mm-hmm. August. Oh, so yeah, months that's... and months <laughs> yes. ago. It's been a long time. Okay. Um, Haas is going to, like, straighten their posture and kind of, like, scooch closer and, like, give him a look like, okay, tell me more. Yes. I just, I, I thought my sister wrote me a letter, but she did not. Okay. Why are you scooting in so close? Did something bad happen? Oh, well, define bad. Something. I don't know. Something that makes you react, like, out of terror. I don't think anything bad has happened yet, but it's going to. Okay, what does that mean? Uh, you know, you're you're relentless. You know that, right? Haskell smiles. It's a, it's a touch annoying. If I'm being honest, it, it is a touch. He holds out <laughs> his fingers like a little bit. A little bit. It's a touch. A little bit. Ah, <sighs> but that's how she is. Wouldn't leave me alone. Just here. He pulls out the letter and hands it to Haas. Okay. I take it. Guess it's time to go to your whispers. You think we should just read it out loud, Orion? Is that the best way? Probably. Yeah, that's fine. You want to read it out loud? Sure, I'll read it. Um. So, like, what Orion sent was, it just says, the letter reads, your sister thanks you, f- your sister thanks, alright, I'm gonna take another pass <laughs> at this, ready? <laughs> <laughs> this one's it, I can feel it. <laughs> You're, you're okay. <laughs> Maybe not. I believe Four in times you. the charm. All right. <laughs> Your sister thanks you for the jewelry from Durga. Signs, Lord Renan Ravavaris. I think Haas is kind of like just staring at it for a moment. And I don't think. Oh, no. Theron has said his last name. He um, did. He did. He did say it in front of Haskell at least once or twice. Yeah, yep. he has. So, not your sister. No. She- You've got a sister? Is she hot? Hegs comes walking up. <laughs> Hegs, Hegs, not now. <laughs> well, honestly. Oh, sorry. She turns and honestly, walks away. She looks a lot like me, so yes, I would assume so. Ooh, even better. Ooh. Um, so, not sister. But also, she's barely 80. He's- God. Oh, Ooh. okay. All right. That's older than me. Um, <laughs> I think. You think? How old is Heggy? Um, I have her in her mid thirties, but she did spend a little bit of time uh, at Fjorbs. Ooh. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's hence the I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I mean, she—that's where she learned her uh, stew. The stew. Rhubarb. The stew is from rhubarb. Oh, I didn't. Yep. I had not rhubarb. put that together. No wonder it's so delicious. and that's where viraline comes from there and she brought heggy with her to the rogues guild from jorbs so so who's renan oh he's not my sister (laughs) obviously (laughs) it's like pulling freaking teeth we've uh we've established that not your Mm -hmm. sister brother oh god no he's let's just say he's looking for me and he's a bit of a prick. And this... Okay. Mm-hmm. So he's looking for you, and that's bad. Yes. Okay. Not only looking for me, but found me. And I think it's my fault. Why would it be your fault? Well, 
somehow he knows that I about the necklace I sent her. <sighs> oh, I don't remember you getting a necklace. Oh, yeah, this because you weren't there. You know, I have a hmm. life. You know, I'm not. Pff, I, I do things oh, without you. Plus, I have all. I have lots and lots of free time while you're doing your extracurricular activities. Mm-hmm. Fair. Okay, so we don't want to stay here. But we do want to stay here. Correct. We do want to stay here, but staying here is not a wise option at the moment. Correct. I don't know. How long do you think it would take him to get here? It's all the way in Kelstar. Um, how long ago did you send the the necklace? Um, it wasn't long after we got in Durga. <sighs> about, it was about two and a half weeks after you got into Durga. So what, a month, month and a half ago? Yeah, about a month, I would say. How long did it take us to, to come from Kelstar again? I forget. It's a month on a ship? From Kelstar, it takes t- about two months. Okay. All right. So we got we got about a month of a lead. There's, there's faster ways to send letters and things like that, but people take two months. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. If you have the okay. money, you can send letters in like a week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's let's err on the side of caution and say that we have one month. Of a buffer before this mm-hmm. Renin gets here. Oh man, yes. So we could just spend like a month just like. <laughs> oh man, we could have so many parties mm-hmm. in a month. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. <laughs> Focus. I am. I've never been more you focused don't in my a, life. You don't want him. To, <laughs> you don't want him to find you, correct? Correct. Okay. So in a month. We probably shouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you want to just... So, okay. So, I'm going to be serious, because what I'm hearing from you is we should only spend, like, two weeks probably partying, <laughs> and then crack down. I think Haas looks, like, pensive for a moment, and then they shake their head. Alright, listen. Partying mm-hmm. off the table... We've got some things that we need to get done. What? I hope Why? I party you off the table. Uh. <laughs> um. Peggy, not now. Peggy just keeps walking by. I like, think <laughs> she keeps checking Probably on other. Yeah, she keeps checking on like the other rogues and stuff, and like walking by just to see if there's a good spot to like come back. But mm-hmm. she can tell this is a private conversation, so she just throws a comment in as she goes by. That's fine. And Haskell will give a flirty look when she walks by. <laughs> um, parting aside, you know I love a party, and we're mm-hmm. party buddies. Cool, but we got some shit we need to get done. You know, Gideon's talking right. with Arafold now, mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I don't know what's going to come of that, but from what we were discussing, we're probably going to have to start getting something started, like a plan started for probably a war, but... Oh, God, so we were serious about that? We're going to do a war? Like I mean, I don't... Gideon's a serious man. We're not war people. What are, what are we going to do? How are we going to have soldiers? Oh, it would be good to hide in a war camp, though. That could help. Okay, that's something. Oh, but soldiers are so boring. <laughs> I don't know if I could do it. Thought about it? I don't know if I can do it. 
Uh, Haskell's gonna flag Heggy down. Hey, Heggs, where did this letter come from? And they hold up the one for that uh, Theron got. Um, someone delivered it to Holios in Yarraway, and he made sure it got to us. Okay. If they so specifically Holio- delivered it to Julio? Well, Julio, you know, deals with, like, most mail in and out of Yarraway, so... Mm. I don't know if they gave it to him. I, th- why did- I think, I mean, why did- his number one... Uh, all- <laughs> Deals with a lot of letters. But, uh, but but why why did he send it to Yahweh if he knew I was in Durga? Well, that's how you get letters on Vindowin. Oh. It's harder to get to Durga with all the Commonwealth ships in the way. You gotta go through Yahweh. Mm, okay. Most, I mean, unless it's the Jazrael Covenant or Soro, but then they go through Balsur rather than coming here too, so... Okay, well that makes sense. I thought he was just being a slimy bastard. Okay, so I, I, but he's I not don't... as clever as as I thought. See that? We're one step ahead. Well, <laughs> uh, if he's related to you, then then she shrugs. <laughs> First of all, ow, I'm not slimy. <laughs> Second of all, I was making I more of a cleverness related. joke. <laughs> <laughs> I've been drinking a little, so I'm not even sure what I said. When but... aren't you? True. <laughs> Heggy with the comebacks today. God. <laughs> Sorry, you know Heggy. I, I think you're what's... supposed to be getting me some stew. Sorry, I I've been having to deal with Firefox a lot, and he's just starting to get on my nerves. He doesn't shut up, and now I've been picking up. Sorry, I'm sorry. I understand. He does that. I I spent some time with him and East before East left, and oh, where did where did East go? <laughs> <laughs> oh, she went to Elrond right after you guys left, basically. Oh, why? Said she had to go meet a, a meet. She had to go meet a friend about a gun part. Oh, okay. That's weird. I thought she made her guns. She tink tink. Oh my God, I can't talk. <laughs> she tinkle tinkles. <laughs> yes, Heggy, we all tinkle. <laughs> Not news, really. <laughs> She tinkers with her guns, but as far as I know, she has a friend who actually has made them for her. Oh, okay. Mm. All right. Anyway, back to back to the parties. Back to back. the stew. So, do you think we should have one every night, or would that be exhausting? Do you think we should space them out, take a night off? Okay, party, I, I understand that you are avoiding the issue at hand. Um, and that's perfectly no, I'm very fine. Focused. We all cope in our own ways, and I'm proud of you. And we can have a party. We can oh, do a party. Thank you. We can do that for you. Perfect. When do we start? So what are we gonna do about Renan coming for you? Well, f- <laughs> first, we're gonna do the party. Okay. Step one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Perfect. All right. Let's start working on step one. <laughs> I think uh, Haskell's gonna just throw their head back in exasperation. I'm just imagining you guys, like, set up a meeting time tomorrow with Gideon, like, you know, compare notes, and Mm -hmm. Gideon shows up, like, where you guys are supposed to be meeting, and, like, Theron is just wearing a party hat and is, like, completely wasted on a couch. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. There's okay. red solo cups all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> all right, maybe maybe trying to hash this out right now is not a good idea. Let's um hey Hags, do we did you need to give us anything else? <laughs> no, that's all I have for you guys. <laughs> now you don't have anything to say. She she blushes a little bit. <laughs> and then looks at Haskell. Where are you staying tonight? She raises her eyebrows. Oh, God. <laughs> well, with you, if you'll have me. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, Hegs, I'll meet you. I'll meet you up up with you later. Uh, Theron and I are gonna go party, and then Haskell grabs right. his hand, and we go off, and we go party. Oh, I'm gonna make so <laughs> much more gold tonight. <laughs> All right, you guys go party. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Pods or dice? We're not real. Doesn't matter. I'm dice. amazing at them Always both. Always dice. Okay, let me teach you how to cheat the right way. <laughs> just create sure, a tech. Sure. Just create a, Just create a text-based channel that's just you guys partying for two weeks or something. Party <laughs> channel. <laughs> party channel. Please, the party how channel. How many? How many days do they do it in a row before Haas is like, "It's not even fun anymore. We have to <laughs> stop." And he's like, "One more night." I swear this is the last <laughs> night. I just I didn't get it all out of my system. One more. Oh my gosh. <laughs> then we can go find Gideon. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I think like <laughs> Gideon's think... actually like Gideon has like permanent residence in the Thieves Guild now because he kept coming back for you guys and like, hey, just stay here. Just yeah. Just stay here. <laughs> and he's like, I just I just need to talk to them. And they're like, it, it just just chill. Uh, mm-hmm. right, so there yeah. it's going just one more knot and then we'll go find Gideon and Gideon's like I've been here for three days I'm right yeah, here yeah I was gonna say I think the third oh, day Haskell would be like alright Theron we really need to uh, pull our shit together right now <laughs> alright I, th- I don't think we can really move forward without Gideon input at this point other than your party channel Mm-hmm. So, party channel is a thing. Channel, you guys have, you guys know how to create. Um, yep, I almost create one every time I try to click on Forbes on my phone. <laughs> oh, you know what? Actually, I do that as well. So, because I was yeah, going to say, right I have no idea how to start a channel, but mm-hmm. it's always like, <laughs> "What do you want to name this channel?" And I'm like, "Damn it, close." Click on For Forbes. What do you want to name this channel? I'm like, Shit. Apparently, I got fat thumbs. Oh, that's funny. You made this private, right? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> no, this has got to be private. <laughs> okay, make it private. What are you talking about? Oh, private. Oh, party channel. <laughs> <Oscar only. laughs> we don't have private parties, man. What you talking about? <laughs> parties are for everybody all we need is a text based <laughs> adventure private, that starts private, going private. on that, <laughs> that everybody sees and it's like oh sorry this is from post episode 19 did you make it private? I made it pri- I I turned. I just made it completely private the only people who can see it is us now and Carson okay. obviously okay but. cool <laughs> <laughs> what do you, do you guys, what do you guys want to do now? I don't know. Brett, what do you want to do? You're in a silly, goofy mood tonight. Um, 
I don't know. What should we do? I'm not ready to be done. It's only 920. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. It's spiritual time. That's all for the first part with Jackie and Brett. Now for Gideon's conversation with Airbald. There he is. Uh, Gideon, upon seeing the city on the horizon, um, removes his armor and gives his weapons to Hoskell or Theron, whoever will take them back to the room with them. Um, he wants to just go ahead and be non-threatening. Gideon has placed himself in a very precarious position. He has come to realize that he's probably unknowingly aided the Commonwealth's invasion with the events in Yaraway. He has realized that by not sending any messages at all, back to the Commonwealth, that he has probably made his position with them pretty clear, and so he's feeling a bit like a man without a home right now. Yeah, and of course, your last interaction in the city was with Airfog basically telling you, hey, do this job for me, and I won't just completely make you, force you to leave the city, basically, or imprison you, so. He wants to try to give... Airfog and really, I guess the people of Vinduin, uh as a whole, um, as little unity as there is amongst them, um, as much of an opportunity to place their trust in him as possible. Um, it's strange knowing that this is all the lead up to a a bender, and Gideon doesn't go on a twenty nine day <laughs> bender like these other lunatics. He has his fun, but. He spends a lot of time in yeah, they're meetings on, and training. They're on their third smithing night. Smithing. I had them roll for the first night, and then they woke up on the beginning of the third day. Uh, <laughs> basically is what I had them do. So Theron and Haskell literally spent two days already on this bender, not realizing it's been two days. Um really had to resist the urge to just go full-out hangover on them. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you saw, but I put a a Leonin locked in, like, accidentally got locked in a bathroom, and so the first thing they heard was, like, someone clawing at the door and growling. That's hilarious. Yep, exactly. Like, like, just like the tiger. Oh, <laughs> you are ridiculous. So... <laughs> But that's all, like, two days after you guys entered the city. And I kind of... Uh, so I fi I figure Gideon would immediately just go to talk with Airfog. He isn't going to putt around and, like... I didn't picture you... I didn't picture you wasting time. Undoubtedly. And he's not, like, in small no. clothes or anything. Um, I, get, I guess, rather than give his equipment to other... To Haas there and... He wouldn't burden them with that. They would perhaps collectively, I don't know if their first stop was back at, at the inn or their lodgings, but Gideon would secure lodgings if we don't still have any and uh, drop his equipment off there and um, change it to... Uh, he doesn't have anything strictly formal, yeah. but does, more formal attire. Does he try to go back to the... like? They went straight to the Rogues Guild. They didn't even try to go back to the inn. They went to the Rogues Guild, met with Heggy, talked with her for a bit, and then they went on their bender. Like, they never tried to go back to, like, um, the Three Vamps or even to find a place. They just went drinking. 
So does Gideon go back to the three vamps or does he just go he, to like a, a different place? Okay. Yes. He he wants to drop Benji off oh, to yeah. in the, the care of the Earth Genasi and uh, drop his equipment off. And I'm sure he is able to secure lodging if they're not full up. Yeah, they're not full. They they greet you. Um, the the atmosphere is different. It feels different. It's not as homey as it was when you were last here. Um, there seems to be more Earth Genasi and more solemn attitude. I would say. Um, God damn it, the doubt. <laughs> uh when. You- <laughs> You, 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 like, you get there, and, like, inside, there's, like, a human and uh, Aarakocra talking in a corner, and then after you, like, rent your room and get Benji situated, like, they're not there anymore, but when you walk outside, they're outside preaching, Um, (laughs) and you hear preaching about the Tao, and how you should follow the Tao, and the power of the Tao is with the Earth, and the Earth is all-powerful, and all that type of thing. I'm not gonna try to imitate parker and his his southern baptist preacher voice that he does basically um (laughs) but you should just like isolate that audio clip of me saying god damn it the town's been here and play it for them at the beginning of the next (laughs) their next session Uh, so yeah you 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 do get that vibe that the dow is a little bit (laughs) This air, like, they've kind of gained control of this inn, and so it's not quite as homey and as friendly as it was. Like, they're still friendly to you. They still, like, the the Earth Genasi recognize you. Are they still good with, and are they still good with Benji? Oh, yeah, they immediately, like, they immediately come to, like, and, like, you know, fawn all over Benji and talk about how big he's gotten and everything. Oh, on that, roll a animal handling check. We're gonna start this with you. I forgot to do it with Haas and Theron, but <sighs> training, training. Yep. All right. I actually don't have my character sheet, so I'm just gonna use the one that I have that's on here. Okay. Uh, my wisdom won't have changed. Yeah, this shouldn't. Um, and I didn't figure that we would need. I would need to have updated my spells for this session. Yeah, I don't care. I don't um, care about that. <laughs> when you can, like, you know, change the speed. You're, you're, you're the guy who's all for firearms at the um, uh, city council debate on Parks and Rec. <laughs> I don't care about that issue. Ask somebody else. Ask somebody else, yeah. In my opinion, when after a long rest, you can change out some of your spells most of the time anyways. Who cares about, like, you know, you you know a certain number, and then other than that, like, who cares? Do you do the plus one for modifier or just one? Plus or where are you rolling at? I'm rolling in Discord. Okay. On Mr. Roller. Um if you do <laughs> Mr. Mr. Dice. Dice, it should just be it'll it should pop up with things. So it should be out mount one sides yeah, twenty sides and then 20. there should be modifier dice. Just one. Yeah, just one. Okay. Yeah. Just one. I, I was confused for a second. I couldn't remember. I had to go through it all. A fourteen. Okay. So yeah, you're you're I mean, I've set the DC at 10. Like, if you get below a 10, you're failing at training your dog. But you rolled a 14, you're training him. So, as they're fawning over Benji, Gideon is 
proud to show them the new commands that he has taught him over the course of their travels. And now he will accurately respond to sit, speak, roll over, and give me a hug. And he gets on one knee and he puts his paws on his shoulders and gives him a lot of sloppy good boy kisses. Eventually, he might be big enough to give you a hug standing on his hind legs. Uh, That's what we're hoping. Like Taco does to me already. Um, I that's how I say goodbye to Lucy is I'll go over to the bed and I'll pat the bed and she'll jump up there and I pat my shoulders and she puts her paws on my shoulders and give me a few kisses and then I leave. Actually makes fun of me. <laughs> I don't care. So, okay. So you, you go to your inn, you drop off Benji, you kind of get in formal attire, but not super formal. And then you head, you head to, well, I guess your best bet is just to head to the Ziggurat, the big palace for the King of Durga, because that's where Airfolk is usually. That's first time I've I've been there. Perhaps I asked the Earth, Earth Genasi in the uh, in where I can find Airfolk, and they point me in the right yeah. direction. Everybody in the city knows who Airfolk um, is. I mean, he's the king's right hand man. So, um, ex- ex- excuse me, do. I'm looking for a man named, uh, a dragonborn named Airfolk. Um, I was wondering if, uh, it seemed like kind of a big deal. I was wondering if you knew where I could find him. Uh, just go to the giant ziggurat and start asking for him. I'm sure someone will connect you with him. Or if you see some... Is that that place with all those stairs? Yeah, all those stairs. Um, <sighs> if you see some dragons fly, like a copper, some large copper dragons flying around, maybe wave them down. They'll take you to him. Noted. Thank you. And Gideon makes his way to the ziggurat. <laughs> I keep doing this where I'm like, I made all these dragonborns and dragons like copper because that's like my default setting for dragons. But then I randomly question, wait, did I make them copper? And I because I keep thinking I might have made them bronze, but they're copper. So. I feel, I mean, Airfog would have been waiting for you to come back. He would have definitely had people on the lookout for you. And so, like, he knows you're already in the city. So when you head to the Ziggurat and you, like, the guards outside the palace, like, stop you. You go, hey, I'm Gideon. I'm looking for Airfog. They know to let you, like, one of them, one of the guards, like, just guides you into the Ziggurat, up some stairs around a corner, up some more stairs, around another corner, up some stairs, through a giant entry hall, up some more stairs. Uh, Well, it's no wonder you're all fit. I'm sure this is just your training regimen, just walking through this place. Yeah, we just train going up and down the steps all the time. So he guides you to... How do I want to describe this? He guides you to a hall, and the hall goes... Like, it's a wide open hall with pillars and everything along the sides. And he walks you down it, and then he leads you to a side room. And when you, you... He he doesn't even knock on the doors. He just opens the door and he, like, gestures for you to go inside. And you step inside and it's a large open room with a, like, a desk in the center of it. And on either side are almost, like, divots in the floor that are large enough to fit two copper dragons on either side of this desk. But there's no dragons in here right now. But Airfog is sitting at the desk as you enter. And he looks up at you and nods. And then... 
Gideon's face has a grim cast as he walks in. And then from behind him, out of a smaller, like a door in the back side of this room, steps out a lizard folk with a great sword on his back, holding two cups of coffee. And he hisses as he sees you. God, how many times have I done this voice? And I still, every time it's like, Gideon, about time you caught up. And it's Brax. Brax, I'm legitimately happy to see you. Don't tell Theron. (laughs) Well, I like telling Theron things that upsets him and makes him uneasy, so I'll have to resist that urge. I knew you and I could be friends. I hope. I hope that we can be friends, but perhaps for the moment it's more important that we can be allies. Yes, that is the most important thing. He, uh... So I don't miss my mark in that I we have representatives of, well, both major factions in this room, huh? It depends... Well, not him. Airfog gestures for you to sit at the de- like at one of the chairs at the desk and Brax comes over and sets a cup of coffee in front of Airfog and then sets another one in front of you and then walks back to the room to get a third cup because he didn't expect you to be there. Um, <laughs> and Airfog looks at you as you come toward the desk and he goes, I don't... Which faction do you represent? Or are you talking about me and Brax here? Airfog, I'm... We have much to discuss. But certain matters of Brax's allegiance came to my attention while we were out and about, and I'm sure he's already told you some of what we've learned. Um, yes, he was none of it good. He filled me. He filled me in on his and your two rogues's uh, reconnaissance of the enemy camp. I'm not. <clears throat> the sneaky type, as you can imagine, so I unfortunately was left to aid in other ways if I was able, but um, yes, we certainly didn't learn <laughs> learn anything good. I, I, I can't imagine what you must think of me in the light of these events that we're learning more of, um, but, well, and Gideon takes a uh, Drink of his coffee, sits the mug back down. I'm here to help, however you want me to. Yes, uh, Brax assured me that you were on the right side. He seemed certain that you had put your Commonwealth days behind you at this point. And since you returned here, I feel like I should believe him. The fact of the matter is, I have more to fear from the Commonwealth, as they will see me as a traitor, than anyone else, perhaps in this room. They will not treat me well if they get their hands on me. Well, I have something... Hmm. He he opens a drawer in his desk, and he, he pulls out a letter. He says, while you were gone, this arrived in town for you. Now, things may have changed, and I hope you don't mind, but I obviously wasn't going to let mail to you lie around without checking, just in case. And he he hands you the letter, and the letter is addressed to Gideon Morningstar, General of the Commonwealth, 
and it's a an offer for you to take command of Yarway in the name of the Commonwealth. It it basically states that you did the job that you were sent to do, getting rid of General Tarber, and that the that the huh, how do I want to put this the job of running a city is obviously something you are well acquainted with and they think that you might be a good choice at least as a temporary general of Yarway. the letter is dated like over a month ago so it was bef- they sent it before you went off on this mission i mean the only person from the camp who saw gideon even in passing was caden if i remember correctly from the camp when you killed tarber no from our excursion with where we where we met the um oh yeah oh yeah the the forward party yeah, yeah nobody really i mean you i don't even know if he would have seen you enough to it was nighttime you guys were on the run it was a blur of movement yeah i mean and you weren't even like heading toward them as much as you had already started moving away from them when they caught up with you so the the chances of you being recognized would be pretty slim in my opinion because i don't think even i don't think anybody even recognized Haas or theron so well gideon reads the the letter and <laughs> that's a lot with everything else that's going on right now this, this is a lot what what do you make of this if i would have received this letter before you went on this mission you would be i would have left you in prison i think they are looking for someone they think is reliable and they think will follow them obviously they're not putting you in charge of the army since that is general cole's domain i'm not sure how the invading force that we met on our travels ended up where they did. To my knowledge, Yaraway is the foothold on Vinduin that the Commonwealth have established. It's the main one, is yes. That, do you have any idea where this invading force that we met could have come from? We are waiting for some information from our resources to figure that out. Brax here, and he gestures to Brax, who has come back with his cup of coffee and is sitting... He, he's not sitting on a chair, he's sitting on the side of the desk. Thank you for the coffee, Brax. No problem. He wants to put a wager that they came from Bulmar and w- somehow made it across the Pinecone, which is... <sighs> which is supposed to be impossible unless allowed through by the dwarves. So there's that. Well, the Commonwealth isn't on unfriendly terms with the dwarves. Uh, everybody's on neutral terms with the dwarves as of right now that we are aware of. We have people in discussions with them. I think they came from one of the rivers and maybe just came over time. I don't know how large this force is. Brax didn't seem to have a major opinion. He basically, without having to do his voice at the moment, um, basically thinks that maybe they came down in, like, small boats and, like, troops of, like, you know, a couple dozen at a time or something. Um, put a cough drop in my mouth. 
Now my mouth's all wet. Uh, <laughs> it's just perfect for an audio uh-huh. medium. Brax, uh, Brax hisses, hisses a little bit, and he goes, I think I'll win this bet. Or that's Airfog's voice. Damn it. <laughs> and whatever. Gentlemen, neither of you. I guess what I mean to say is you've both given me more trust than perhaps I deserve. Simply being in this room and not under arrest. Well, I would like to fight in this with you. I know the Commonwealth. I have met enough of the people of Vindowin to appreciate the difference, the, the, the different pace and, and structure and, well, maybe lack thereof, and, and freedom that the people of this continent enjoy. And I do believe that despite the state of the Commonwealth now, their policies were instituted with good intentions. But I cannot turn a blind eye to what is the destruction of a way of life of of a people that have done nothing wrong. If you are willing to put a little more trust in me, I would like to know the positions of of both Durga and Brax of your king. Not their locations, but <laughs> where they stand in in relation to what is almost inevitably a conflict. Airfrog looks at Brax and then we turned back an assault by the Commonwealth ten years ago. I don't know if you know of that. But I feel that this time it's going to be a much larger force. We're I have no reason to believe that they aren't going to, to mobilize to take Vinduin at great cost to themselves. If all of us all of the city states of Vinduin, even if half of us aligned, it could be enough to stop them. But the problem is other than Silverbane, we don't have any allies right now. The other cities of the Chosen are waiting to see what happens. Because among us three cities, it's about strength. It's about who is the strongest. And if the Commonwealth takes Durga, then obviously Durga is not the strongest. Duskshear has closed off their borders as best they can afraid of an assault by the Commonwealth. And the Commonwealth has been moving north for years now, slowly pushing their borders further and further toward Duskshire. The other cities aren't close. They aren't... They haven't seen the Commonwealth the way we have. And so they don't consider it as big of a threat as they should. Only Calvin... Or, sorry, King Mayboss really is aligned with us. So, I don't know how this will go. What <clears throat> what size force can, can you marshal between the two of you? You don't have to tell me anything that, that you think I shouldn't know. I understand. I just have some idea of the kind of numbers we could be seeing. Um, but we can discuss specifics another time. 
I'm curious to hear both of your opinions on how you think I could be the most useful to you right now. Brax speaks up at this moment and goes, Useful to me? I don't see that much use. But Airfog here seems to think you could be great use. I mean, at the very least, I'm familiar with Commonwealth military strategy. And Uh, so am I. I've spent years in the Commonwealth, just as you have. Airfog goes, I... Gideon looks thoughtful. Would love... Eh, love. I would like to have you on my side and have you close. Because I know you are a capable general. And I have not seen... I have not seen any sign of you meaning harm to this continent, and I believe you when you say you want to help. So maybe in the future I would like to have you as a general by my side. I would like to be able to entrust troops under your command. I've enjoyed my time off of the campaign trail. But war and battle, it is where I was, it is where I was forged. And perhaps now it is to be my, my anvil to forge the future that I want to see, that I want to be able to give the people of Vindorn. Airfall, if, if, you need me to lead again on the battlefield, then you you have my unwavering support. But there is much work to be done, and if we can sway anyone else to our cause, well, that is a huge step in the right direction for rebuffing this assault. When we get word of their armies moving closer... I will make use of you. Right now, he looks at Brax. Brax has a job for you. I don't know how I feel about it. (laughs) Idiot kind of chuckles uh, wryly and says, It seems like most of the jobs Brax has for people uh, leave them feeling unsure. (laughs) (sighs) We'll say this, though. Unsure as it leaves people, he it's always willing to put himself in the middle of the dirty work, too. And that counts for a lot. I don't mind getting dirty. He hisses. He goes, I need you to hunt a target for me, if you're willing, Gideon. I'd like to know more. He grins. There's a person in Duskshire that I need you to get a hold of. Okay. He like, like I want to go on brand for Brax where he just that's all he says and then like he just walks out of the room because um, he loves to give you guys jobs and then not give instructions. Is there anyone uh, look this is this seems like a great opportunity to as they like us to say now feed two birds with one scone. 
hold on, no, hold on. Let's like, 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 edit point. This seems like a good opportunity to multitask. Dusk Shear remains the most powerful ally yet to actually join the alliance. Is that right, Airfall? They would be a very good ally to have. Is there someone I could speak to while I'm there to potentially sway them into seeing the threat for what it is and understanding that you're all better off if you're working together? Brax, it's not lost on me that you like to put people where they need to be for more than one end when you send them on these jobs. He he hisses a little bit and goes, I don't know what you're inferring, Gideon, but this is just a job. I'm willing to bet that if you've got three cards on the table, you've got six more in your hand, but you can play them whenever you're ready. He looks at his hand and goes, I've got nothing in my hand. And then hisses. Uh, <laughs> um, he he goes, there's someone known known as the Vine. I can't I cannot maintain both these voices and go back and forth so much. Um, <laughs> she is a merchant up in Duskshire with a lot of sway over the city and what they're doing. You see, I'm sorry, I should have just let you talk. <laughs> so, I would like for you to go talk to her. How does that sound? Why me? Why he me? Lo- he looks at his, like, his hand, and he, like, kind of looks at, like, his, uh, claws on his hand. Just because I know you have a way with words. Airfog rolls his eyes and goes, The... Her name is Irvina Delacour. She's known as the Thorn, or, well, Vine, uh, whatever she's going by right now. She is in charge of the Merchant Council in Duskshire, and if you're going to get anyone there to send help, she's the one to talk to. Why... In my time de- dealing with merchants, the main thing that they care about is, well, their profits. Hard to blame them, it is what their life revolves around, but <clears throat> just thinking out that's how I might persuade her. Yes, that's normal merchants. That's why I'm sending you to her. I think you and her will get along greatly. Air Air you know, shrugs. My usual traveling party. <laughs> Um, one of them's quite agreeable, and the other, well, I'm not sure, I'm not sure he's ever agreed to anything that I've said. Um, I think he did when you said mean stuff about me. (laughs) And he he laughs. Yes, well. Airfall goes, everyone agrees about that. (sighs) I don't, he looks at Prax. And he goes, we have people in Duskshire working. I, You can go and try to talk to Vine. I don't know why Brax is sending you. But he has his reasons. Well, 
uh, he always knows a little bit more than than he actually says to. Yes, it's annoying. Um, if you go on this mission for him, once you return, I'm sure that there, I will have a force ready for you to take command of. Aye. Well, I suppose it's only a matter of working out the details now, Brax. Yes. Uh, I think Theron will be amiable, amiable, amicable to go with you once he has some information. You're right, it's amiable. Yeah. I, well, that was Brax. Um, if I mess up, I go back to my voice and go, what the fuck am I trying to say? <laughs> I know what motivates him, so... Well, I don't think I actually do. But on a surface level, I do. So I can only imagine. Let but... me give you a hint. Theron is a scared child. And fear motivates him more than anything. A door on the side of the room opens at this point, and two dragons come through. Gideon gets immediately excited to see the dragons again. Kethan, These are the same yeah, two, right? Kethan and Eertos come in, and they they go to their little divots on the floor and curl up like they're made for them. And like they turn their heads to watch you guys, but they don't really say anything. Gideon kind of waves. <laughs> um, Brax, I... You know more about Theron than I do. It's obvious from your previous statement, but fear only ever drives somebody ultimately to run. Yes. And I don't... Theron has so much potential. God help me, he's good to have around. But if he doesn't stop running, he's never going to see any of it realized. I can't say that I think... I'm sure it's an effective motivator, but I, I can't say I think it's the best motivation he can have it's not relevant right now we'll get him there how we get him there I do want him in Duskshire with me yes he should go there and he like smiles to himself I do have a request perhaps of both of you Airfog I feel like you'll be more amenable <laughs> to actually listening to me yes and he looks at his uh, Brax looks at his claws like he's bored my other companion Oskel how much do either of you know of, know of them Airfog hmm Brax grins and he, know, he goes probably as much as you do Gideon and then Airfog looks at Brax kind of gives him a a disgusted look or like a annoyed look and he goes I know that they are a competent rogue and are working their way up the ladder of the rogues guild other than that I do not know much I'm <clears throat> I'm going to choose to put a bit of a bit more trust in you Airfold by revealing to you something quite remarkable about Hoskill. They are not from this plane of existence. Does does that like spark any reaction? Brax grins. Airfog's eyes narrow, and he kind of looks at you like that's 
hard to believe. I know, and I wouldn't blame you for not believing it. But if it's possible for something to slip through the cracks, that's information we all need to know. And I have no reason to doubt, Pascal. My request is that should you and Brax, I suppose, if you're willing, either of you, have any resources or know people who might be interested in this information or be able to help us ultimately return to their plane of existence. Well, I would ask that you contact them and get what information you can from them. I will Uh, look into it, but as far as I know, it's supposed to be impossible, and anyone who has tried fails. In some cases, catastrophically. But I will put some of my people on it. I do appreciate that. I'm... I don't know what lies ahead of us, but you are both, as well as I, very capable. We know what the Commonwealth is capable of. But we can do this. We will do this. And ensure that the people of Vinduin can continue to enjoy their freedom. There is some hope in me that perhaps we can redirect the Commonwealth to a more um, well, amiable position themselves. I have this strange feeling in the pit of my stomach that the more we fight each other, the worse off we all are. Yes, I... I feel the same. The hardest ones to convince otherwise are going to be the Commonwealth. Yes, stubborn humans. Let's let's start here. Uh, Gideon rises from his chair and extends a hand to Airfog. Airfog stands up and shakes your hand. They probably do the whole arm clasp thing. Well, he's he's standing, like, there's a desk between you right now, so it'd be harder to do the arm clasp thing with the desk between you. So I'm kind of figuring he reaches across the desk and gives you, like, one firm... One very firm shake. Like a, like, like a good, yeah, like a good pump. Yep. Um, Brax continues to lean against the desk, and then he, like, as you get ready to leave, he looks at you and goes, ah, just tell Theron it's just one job. And he chuckles to himself. Does it ever bother you? I know it bothers him. What? You both pretend to care so little. But you obviously care so much. He, hmm, it, Brax, Brax, how, how, how serious do I want Brax to get right at this moment? Uh, <laughs> Brax straightens a little bit and he looks at you and goes, I know my truths, but Theron still needs to find his. When that day comes, then we'll talk again. And he grins. I look forward to that. Yes. All right, gentlemen, if you don't need anything else from me, I 
believe I'll retire. I could use a night in the bed. Yes. Uh, do you... <laughs> Irtos, or not Irto, uh, Airfog grins a little bit, actually, and he goes, would you like a ride back down the ziggurat, or do you think you can handle all the steps? Ah, what's one more workout gonna hurt me? Uh, he gestures over to Irtos, and he goes, the ride would be dragon back. Um, Irtos, sir, uh, do you find those terms acceptable? Irtos perks up his ears and goes, you look like you weigh less than Airfog, so I'm good with it. And he, he stands, and he moves toward the door that he came in, and he, like, gestures with his tail. You coming? I'm trying to think of how Gideon would swear. Hold on. <laughs> Gideon goes, Saivasha. And he's like, I don't know what it means, but Theron uses it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Warden's might. Am I really about to ride a dragon? I never... Hmm. Yes, please. I I think this is probably an experience I need to understand from multiple perspectives, given the undertaking we're, well, all planning for. But also, if you'll allow me, I'm quite excited. And yeah. Gideon <laughs> moves to mount a dragon? Irtos <laughs> uh, leads you out the door and onto a large balcony, and then he... He's not an adult dragon yet. He's he's a young dr dragon, but I mean he's still like, you know, 80 years old, getting bigger. So he he like leans down on one side and you climb up on his back and he goes, uh, "Hold on." And then he just leaps off the side of the ziggurat, extending his wings. I think he 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 does a pretty quick descent, but he does like just kind of uh, glide along some streets and then drops you off. And he stands in the middle of the street on his hind legs and looks at you and goes, if you need help going back up the ziggurat in the future, just uh, wave me down. Thank you. That was absolutely thrilling. I know. And then he, he launches into the air and flies away. <laughs> Gideon was just beaming the entire time, and he's beaming the whole time. He's he's speaking as well. That is, that's wonderful. And then you got to go find Haas and I. I love the image of there in the middle. Listen, listen, dude. I don't find Haas and Theron ever. They find me when they're good and damn right. I was gonna say I like the idea of you like, like. I think Haggy finds you and is like, "Hey, I'm looking for Haas and Theron," and you're like, "I don't know where they are." And Haggy's like, well, let's go find them. And then when you find them, you, like, try to tell Theron and Haas about your conversation. But at that point, they're already, like, a couple hours into their bender. And, like, Theron's... Theron, Theron hasn't quite gotten to the point where he's crying into the Leonin's mane like he does eventually, but... Is this the same... Would this be the same evening with Gideon's monologue from the group? Yeah, that's what I'm day. thinking, too. Yeah, Gideon's little monologue. Um... <laughs> To hot. It's it's like That's it's fun. like it's probably not even that night. It's probably like the next morning when you end up finding them, and they are they don't know it's morning because they've just been drinking nonstop. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the the next uh, what this arc is going to be an interesting arc. We'll say that uh, <laughs> a lot of stuff is going to start happening. Oh, on that, I need you to roll a d twenty. 
Just up and down. 18. Oh, cool. Okay, cool. We'll resolve that the next time we have a main campaign. Like a full episode. Uh, that was for my uh, major events table. Uh, <laughs> That's what I figured. Adventuring Dimwits and Hyperactive Dragons is brought to you by a bunch of friends who decided to record their sessions just for the heck of it. Check out our Facebook and Tumblr at Adventuring Dimwits. To check out more of the world and our text-based adventures, join our Discord server. The link is in the episode description. Music provided by Parker Hyde, and I'm Orion, the DM. Catch you later.